Hello, alongside Ryan Sir, I'm Don Helbig, and welcome to The Pick 6, the podcast by the Attractions Group, where we bring you the latest and greatest stories from the world of attractions and amusement industry. Thanks, Don. Before we dive into this week's Pick 6, let me remind our listeners that they can find us on all their favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube so you can see our pretty faces every day. And tell a friend. We love having people listen to our show that are as enthusiastic about the industry as we are. Hey, let's dive into it. All right, well, let's kick it off. And we'll start off with the thrilling progress of Universal's Epic Universe in Orlando. Ryan, I know you're excited about this. It's slated for a 2025 debut. That's just around the corner. Doesn't seem like so far down the road anymore, does it? Uh, But it's not just a theme park. It's an immersive experience. It's a universe there. Uh, Ryan, the four themed lands include Super Nintendo World and How to Train Your Dragon, um, setting the stage for a groundbreaking experience. Yeah, super excited about it. I mean, obviously, there's some of these elements that we have seen, uh, you know, like Super Nintendo World and stuff is at uh, Japan as well as L.A. Uh, So that obviously goes over very, very well. So it's going to be a super exciting experience. And you did mention it's right around the corner now. You know, it did get pushed back due to COVID, but I'm done hearing about this as a 10 years from now thing. It's right around the corner at this point. So that's super exciting. Um, there's a YouTube channel where they fly like an airplane over the site. And um, I remembered not year, year and a half ago, it was just dirt and you could kind of see the pathways and stuff. Nowadays, there are rides that are ready to be tested. There's buildings that are ready to be occupied. Uh, it's just, it's coming along so fast and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Don, uh, so uh, Dennis Spiegel offered insights into the potential $500 million universal park in Texas that underscores the industry's dynamic evolution. Now let's talk about the seismic surprise at Disneyland. An earthquake near Anaheim on Monday temporarily shuttered 35 rides, emphasizing the park's unwavering commitment to safety. So have you ever been to a park during an earthquake? (laughs) No, I've never been to a park during the earthquake, but, you know, if you're going to go to Disneyland, you're out there in Southern California, it's always a possibility that uh, an earthquake could happen. Uh, Most of the time, you know, these are just little minor tremors. It wasn't anything like, you know, we saw in 1988 uh, when the San Francisco Giants and Oakland A's were about to to play the World Series game and and they had that, uh, you know, massive earthquake at that time. But you know, I mean, it's it's you're going to do that for safety reasons. And you look at the history of the park. There hasn't been, you know, you probably don't need more than one hand to count the number of times that they've had to close down all the rides at the same time for an extended period. Yeah. Well, how ironic is it that it was the A's and the Giants playing that there was an earthquake? There was the, the two teams that are in the earthquake market. <laughs> that They're the ones that get the earthquake, you know. Uh, yeah, but no, like I said, it's always a possibility out there, but, you know, you're, you're going to always, um, you know, safety is going to be, you know, the number one priority has been, is now, always will be, and they did the right thing that day. So shifting gears to the Magic Kingdom Park, which is uh, in Orlando, one of my favorite places on Earth, the Hatbox Ghost, the grand appearance in the iconic Haunted Mansion attraction has manifested. Uh, it's been a ghostly delight for fans. It's emerging near the endless hallway. It's a muddy, you know, with the muddy footprints, a dim lantern, uh, meticulously crafted spectacle 
enhancing the Haunted Mansion experience. I can't wait to experience it with the Hatbox Ghost. I've heard so much about it. I've uh, been looking forward to it. Uh, but you're going to get to do it soon. Yeah, that's right, Don. I'm going to be at uh, Disney World in about two weeks, so I fully intend to check this out. Um, back in November, I actually got to ride it as they were building or installing the Hatbox Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping I could see something because I'm a nerd like that. But they had a black curtain up. And the cool yeah. part about it is it's you would never know they were working on something there if you didn't know what to look for. Uh, but you're right. It's uh, As you're passing the endless hallway, it's immediately on your left. Um, I've very specifically made it a point not to look at pictures or videos of it because I want to see it uh, for the first time by myself. I'm that guy so occasionally. But uh, yeah, Hatbox Ghost, uh, great addition to a great ride. I think it's so cool that Disney always is upgrading their rides. They call it plussing it. But usually when you get a ride, it is what it is. But with Disney, it's like, you know, like Madame Leota's ball floating and stuff. That's so cool. Now, Haunted Mansion, where does that rank for you on your list of all-time favorite attractions? Because for me, I mean, it's right there near the top, if not at the top. Solid in the top 10, at least. I've never really thought about that. Uh, It's certainly my favorite rioter experience at, at magic kingdom like i said my favorite ride overall is uh, tower of terror um because that has a thrill element to it but yeah it, i mean it's one of those things where if i went to disney world and i could only ride one ride and it couldn't be tower of terror it would probably be haunted mansion you know yeah so what's next well let's find out what's next all right uh so Piggybacking on all the excitement about the the hot the hat box ghost. That's hard to say. No wonder they haven't installed it in so long. Uh, the Peppa Pig theme park in North Texas is shaping up to be a pig-tastic adventure with five rides, seven themed playscapes, and a water play area. Promises to be a, promises to be an unforgettable experience for Peppa Pig enthusiasts following its successful Florida launch. Now, Don, you and I have discussed this before, but I had never heard of Peppa Pig until they opened the one next to Legoland. Now it's everywhere. I'm on the same page with you. I'd never heard of it. And you're right. It is everywhere. Uh, It's amazing how things work out like that. Like you never hear about anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, you talk about everywhere. You, you, You know, you log on to social media. You're scrolling through Facebook and people are talking about Peppa Pig. And uh, it's, you know, all over the place. You go into stores, you see the, you know, some of the merchandise and stuff that's out there. You see kids wearing the stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big deal that you and I somehow didn't know anything about until recently. Yeah. My nephew loves Peppa Pig. Um, and I, I mean, I, I don't, I still don't know anything about it except that it has a couple theme parks out there now. Uh, I actually got him a little Peppa Pig playset for Christmas and thank God he's like two. So he doesn't listen to the podcast. So I didn't just ruin Christmas for him, but, uh, yeah, he loves that stuff. All right, moving on. Disneyland takes an unprecedented step. They released a full year's worth of festival and special event dates. Uh, it's a game changer for planners to, to put things out there this far in advance. Uh, Pixar Fest return adds an extra layer of excitement, providing Pixar fans with a reason to plan their visits around this much-anticipated celebration. Uh, the best way to know what they're going to do, instead of you and I trying to run down a list of, you know, a lot of different things that they're doing. It seems like every every week, every month, they've got some things going on out there. Just visit the Disney Parks blog uh, for full details. But I really like what they've done to help with your planning. It's okay if your local park that you have a season pass to, maybe they you know wait 10 days, two weeks or something to announce something that's going on. Uh, but, but this is really good. I agree. You know, and, and honestly, for you, you mentioned it like, 
if it's a local park and they're going to draw who they're going to draw and they try to squeeze an extra visit out of them, that's one thing. Disneyland's a different beast. It's not so Mm -hmm. much touristy like Disney World. It's a lot more locals. But people often do make their purchasing and visiting decisions months in advance to visit Disneyland. So releasing this calendar and letting people align their visits or decide to visit uh, based on the calendar is, is a smart move. And I'm, I'm shocked that they hadn't done it in the past. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, you know, like you said, it's, if you're going to plan those trips, you're going to need, you know, to get a flight, you're going to need to get hotels and that uh, the further out that you know about those things, the better it's going to be for you. Yep, completely agree. Uh, let's take the the last pick six on a high note, all right? So, Cedar Points. Top Thrill Dragster. Well, Top Thrill 2. Words we weren't allowed to say for a long time. <laughs> together, at least, because, uh, you know, Top Thrill was persona non grata. But we're coming right along because the spike, the backward spike, 420 feet tall, is now completely erect. It is now standing. It's a testament to Cedar Point's commitment to delivering thrilling experiences. The countdown to, to its 2024 spring debut has begun. What a roller coaster of an update for the industry, isn't it? It is. Um, that got done a little bit quicker than I thought it might. Uh, they've got the trains there now. Uh, they put one of the, the cars I know was on the track. Everybody you know, was thinking they're going to start running test runs uh, right away. I don't think that'll happen that quick there's still a lot of things that they have to do to to be able to do that but um it looks you know great it's definitely has changed the skyline you come over the causeway and you see that now um it's uh you know just just really exciting to see this come together and i'm anxious to see how it works when it opens in the spring i completely agree i'm sure that the right experience will be fantastic uh, the reliability is the real big question mark. Not questioning, you know, Zamperla or anything like that, but you know, a ride with a history of downtime and stuff, and they're they're doing this to try to cure that. Well, at the same time, um, you know, creating a new experience uh, and to see if it's successful is going to be uh, very very interesting. Um, now, what it's I certainly going to be the most unique ride out there. I, I mean, in terms of thrill rides, it, if you know when it opens. You look at the, how, you know, what it does and you've got the different rollbacks and that it's going to be the most unique experience, I think. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about that backward launch uh, to 420 feet in the air on the sp- uh, the spike side. That's going to be really cool. I mean, I don't know of much like that out there, you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, like visually it looks uh, awesome and it changes the skyline forever of Cedar Point. I completely agree. Um, I think it's super exciting. I, from from what somebody at maybe an enthusiast event talked to someone, maybe it was Tony Clark or somebody from the park, and they explained that they have certain cars right now, but it's like a, a mix match. It's like certain cars from different color trains, and they're all together because they're next going to test the t- uh, the switch track. Like not the switch track for the ride element, but the switch track for uh, getting the cars out of storage. That's the thing that's going to be yeah. tested next. And I think that they, what they, what the park has disclosed is that they may be able to test launches before it gets too cold, but probably not to the point of being able to make it have its full circuit. Uh, so we get to look forward to seeing those tests and stuff uh, probably closer to probably March or so. It gets warmer a little later there, but not too much later. No, no, not at all. But it's just good to see that the construction, you know, part of it, at least with the, um, the spike tower, not that it's, it's completed. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's push on to some uh, user questions. Yes, we do. Our listener questioner, we're going to have a couple here. The first one comes from Jim Flugel. And this is a great question, Ryan. I never really gave it too much thought, but what four roller coasters would make up Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore is made of like earth, not roller coasters. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. Roller coasters, though. So, we, 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 I guess we're stuck to four. You get four. So, we get four. You get four. Um, so, I got to think. Well, I'm going to have to think about this while you're giving your four answers because that is a, just a tremendous question. It, Jim. Yeah. And I'm trying to not, not make it so it's my four favorite coasters because that's not necessarily the four best coasters. And I'm the first to admit that. I would say that if we want to separate them into categories, if we want to take Crowd Pleaser, we'll have to put Maverick on there. That's going to be up there. That's your list. You you make up your list. I'll okay, make up okay. mine. Well, because you got to think all the the four presidents on Mount Rushmore aren't all on there for the same reason. They all had significant uh, impacts on American history. So I would say um, I'm going to say Maverick uh, as the probably the biggest crowd pleaser of a coaster that that I know of. Um, this is harder than I thought. It's incredibly yeah, hard. Yeah, uh, I would say for innovation, for the most innovative coaster, uh, let's go with X2 at Magic Mountain. Okay. Um, I get, we got to have something that's George Washington-y. <laughs> so it's like, you know, one of the first or something. So... I don't know. I, it, it's hard because I, I don't want to like pick like some sort of switchback railway. You got two. Yeah, I got two. Can you think of another two so we can just have a compiled list? Cause... You know what? I'm going to go with four. I got I just thought of okay, four where okay. you were just trying to stumble through. Number one, and this is going to be no surprise to anyone who knows me, I'm going to go with the racer at Kings Island. Uh, that kind of rekindled America's interest in the wooden roller coaster when it debuted in 1972. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Magnum XL200 at Cedar Point. That one kind of kicked off the Coaster Wars, uh, wars when that uh, debuted. Um, Matterhorn bobsleds at Disneyland. Good choice. I, I think I have to put, I, I don't think I could have a Mount Rushmore without that being on there. And to complete my Mount Rushmore, I'm going to go with the Great American Revolution at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, that one was another one that, uh, you know, introduced the vertical loop. Um, so I think each one of these coasters played or, you know, played a role in shaping what we have today. So that's why I, I came up with those four, but Jim, just a tremendous question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just, I, I was thinking Magnum as well. I, I was pretty solid on keeping Maverick on there, um, be, because of the, the crowd, like <laughs> it's just, it's not a new coaster anymore. You know, when, like I was tempted to put like. Iron Gwazi on there, but that's still got novelty to it, to you know, to a degree at least. Yeah, I think it's got to have a little history to it to to be on Mount Rushmore. Right, and but Maverick is uh, is one of those where it's like that's everybody's favorite ride, you know. So it's it's the Sean Casey of roller coasters. Um, I you know Loch Ness Monster would be a good one to go on there. 
Yeah, that I was thinking about that one while you were trying to figure up, you know, figure out more than one or two rides there. I thought Loch Ness, but I, I settled. Um, you know, I wanted to bring in Great American Revolution. You know, came to mind just a little bit over Loch Ness. I like Loch Ness better of the two rides, but I think in terms of what it meant for the industry, I went with the Great American Revolution at Magic Mountain. Yeah, featured in the movie Roller Coaster, by the way, which I just watched today. Right. And the movie Roller Coaster, that's where Ace was founded, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure that I've got my facts straight. Um, yeah. I have to think of one more. I've only mentioned three if I throw Loch Ness Monster on there. Um, let's go with the Beast. Yeah. I mean, you, nobody's going to argue with that. You know, the Beast would be on the Mount Rushmore of, of roller coasters out yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, because when we talk about crowd pleasers and stuff like I, I stand with my maverick with that and then the other ones are pretty self-evident the beast uh, um is one of the few roller coasters where people very specifically fly from europe to ride it you know so i think that's a pretty big deal cool yeah just a great great question yeah i like that we have one. another one ryan so we got another listener question that's from kyle cavanaugh uh tell us your favorite park for chicken tenders pizza i think i already know this one in french fries <laughs> it's a weird way to. Fr- so he, he thinks he thinks he already knows what we're going to say for pizza. Chicken tenders, pizza, and French fries. Okay, but I see where he says I think I already know this one. Okay, and, well, Ryan, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, chicken. Te- oh, God, I'm not a big chicken tender guy. Um, the ones I had at Cedar Point are pretty good. Let's let's go with Cedar Point. Um, pizza. Okay, uh, this is going to blow your mind. But the best theme park pizza I've had was at Kentucky Kingdom. Uh, not the Papa John stuff, but they have this flatbread pizza that was really, really good. And it was like pretty big for the price. Um, so I, I still think about that every once in a while. I bet you thought we were going to say La Rosa's at Kings Island, but we didn't. All right. <laughs> you didn't. I get my uh, You're going to get your list anyway. too. Uh, French fries. Uh, Kenny Wood. Kenny Wood's got fantastic French fries. How about you, Don? Yeah. I'm going to go with the chicken tenders that are at the new pavilion at Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were amazing. Um, pizza. The Kentucky Kingdom one pizza is is off the charts good. I'll give you that, Ryan. But I'm going to go with Knoebels there. Okay. Um, that is, I mean, it's amazing pizza. And French fries. Yeah, Kennywood. It's got to be Kennywood. I, I was thinking about, there was... Um, you know, fries that, that you have at Universal. That's the wedge fries at the, it's Pennigan's Bar and Grill, I believe yep. is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wedge fries there are very, very good. Uh, but having recently visited Kennywood and having the fries on back-to-back days, it, it gets the edge there for me. Kennywood. Well, I'll be at Universal Great in about questions. two weeks, and I will get the wedge fries, and I'll send you pictures. I'll mail you a fry, all right? <laughs> you do. You bring it back with I'll br- you. I'll put it in my pocket. It'll be a carry-on. Uh, yeah, they're nice and crisp. It'll, it's hard enough. It'll hold. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is drop in your air fryer. You'd be good. I, I love Finnegan's there. It's funny you bring that up. I haven't eaten at Finnegan's in a long time, uh, but we, we had a few drinks there during horror nights. Um, but I haven't eaten there in probably 10 years, so we'll have to do that. Great questions. Uh, you know, we love having the listener questions submitted to us. You can do it on our X, formerly known as Twitter attractions underscore grp we have a post uh, there where you can post your question or you can just you know straight out just messages on on twitter and we will uh we'll get to it 
Yeah, cool. Hey, so just as a reminder, make sure that you follow us on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, follow us on X. I'm not even going to say Twitter anymore. I'm past it. Follow us on X at attractions underscore GRP. That's where that pinned tweet is, where Don mentioned you can ask us questions that we'll hopefully answer on the show. And make sure you like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody.